Mr. President, thank you for joining me today. What a great honor it must be. Dr. Phil sits down with President Donald J. Trump. I know more about ISIS than the generals do, believe me. Okay, well, whatever you say, Mr. President. Are you ready for my first question? I know more about drones than anybody. Got it. Okay, I want to start by asking... There's nobody that understands the horror of nuclear better than me. Really? Nobody? No. Not even the survivors of Hiroshima. They're losers. They're just losers. Some people question your temperament to be commander-in-chief. I think I have the best temperament. Maybe if you just choose your words a bit more carefully. I know words. I have the best words. Dr. Phil grills the president on the future plans for our country. What are some of your goals for this country? I want to do infrastructure. Now, there you go. That's a great idea. I want to do it more than you want to do it. Okay. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. Find out what happens when Dr. Phil attempts to diagnose the commander-in-chief. President Trump, from speaking with you today, I sense a severe narcissistic personality. Do the interview with somebody else, really. Yeah, you don't need this. Did your parents ever withhold their approval? You are a rude, terrible person. Bye-bye. 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 Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil. Oh. Hey, now. 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 Hey now. hey now. Hey now. Good morning, everyone. Let's see. Hey now. Where are we at? I don't know. I'll uh, start with this. I'm watching this show on HBO called, uh, maybe you're watching it, Robin, Mrs. Fletcher. Mrs. Fletcher. I- tried watching one episode. Oh, I love it. You don't really? like it? Oh, my God. It's so good. And I hate... They just talk. Oh, wow. And they jerk off. But Mrs. Fletcher wow. is the story <laughs> of a woman who has a college-age son, but she's a MILF. She's hot. She's got a pretty good body. And um, she, you know, she's trying to figure out her sexuality, I guess. But yeah. I don't know. I really like the show. And then I was reading in the, uh, something in the paper that the show, I guess it's not a good number. They only get like 420,000 viewers, which in the universe of HBO isn't lighting the world on fire. And they went, oh, fuck it. Selfishly, I want to see the show do well. Continue. Yeah, because I like the show so much. So I'm going to recommend Mrs. Fletcher. I don't recommend it. And then I try, Robin doesn't recommend it, but I do. And I just love it. I love her and I love the son, the character of the son who is just a dick. But well, he is a dick. Yeah. And they just, you know, and she doesn't know he's a dick. Right. Yeah, I love it. That's (laughs) ridiculous. And uh, the other show I really liked is Euphoria. I guess everybody likes that, though. That show's doing fine. They don't need my endorsement. That's the one with Zendaya and she's all fucked up. But they got um, 
Is the word tranny, is that the right word, or is that an insult? It's an insult. Mm, that's an insult. Tranny's really? insult? When tranny's did that happen? Yes. I was told that using the word tranny is now like using the N-word. How dare you? They have a woman on there who's trans, trans. How's that? Yes, that's, that's better. We like that. Tranny, I always use. How dare you? I didn't, good thing you told me that. Tranny? No, I, you don't use tranny. I used to hang out with all the trannies down over at um, that, um, pa- what's the name? Pat <laughs> Patricia Fields. Fields. Patricia Fields. And they were telling me I'm, we're trannies. Yeah, but that was how many years ago? A hundred years ago, I believe. That's right. right. Things have changed. Yeah. The best thing you know, in these shows not good. was when uh, I had no idea that the actress was trans. And then in the first episode of Euphoria, you realize, oh, trans. And uh, she's very good. She's the compelling one in the show. The uh, trans actress. Well, I can't watch that one either because I hate watching drug addicts. Yeah, but I know what you mean. It's depressing, but. Yeah. But trans. I like anything trans. (laughs) I do. I really do. You don't watch Pose. Pose? What is that? Trans? (laughs) <laughs> then I'll watch it. I love trans. I swear. I just go. I can't, I'd love to just sit there with my wife and go. I can't believe that was a dude. Because trans now they've perfected it. They got some Do. trans that look just perfect, like hotter well, than most. Well, then broads. would you have a relationship with them? With trans? Jesus. Yes. Well, I've seen a lot of trans vagina, and it's a still. They haven't perfected that. It's still in the wrong place. Well, it's always going to be in the wrong place because of what they're using. They could figure out how to move it down. It's a little too high up. That's that would take a lot of stretching. They're using the the penis and the balls. Yeah, I I don't think I. So you have some sensation. I think I might be at the point where I can accept a hand job from trans. Oh, isn't that great of you? Not that any trans are looking for me. (laughs) A lot of trans throw up when they think about it. Well, isn't that that very nice? You're going to let me give you a a hand? Yeah, yeah. I'm still freaked out that I still can't get over the hump that it was a guy at one point. It's it's too hard for me, but... uh, Look, no trans. You know is, what? You know how you could be converted easily. You don't. You want to know something though? I've what? never. Uh, I've hung out with a lot of people who are trans. In all seriousness, yeah. not one of them ever came on to me. Not even to like you know. Oh, I'll give you a hand job. Nothing. <laughs> I'm a farm girl. <laughs> I'll do anything. The trans actress on Euphoria is Hunter Schaefer. and uh, my wife and I we watch it and then we go on the internet and we look up every picture of Hunter Schaefer. And every interview All with right, Hunter Schaefer. Look up Hunter We're Schaefer. big fans. <laughs> but um, I want to congratulate the trans that we made a progression where you can jerk me off if you're ever. <laughs> That's progress. Me. Yeah. But, I love it how guys always say, well, I would let her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not, I have yet to meet a trans person who even wants to touch me. <laughs> but, it's like, oh, oh, you'll let me. Because, you know, I figured maybe. That, that, that no no sex seems to be attracted to me. <laughs> <laughs> Heterosexual women, homosexual men are disgusted by me. That is not true. I have yeah. seen women come in here and flirt with me. Yeah, them. well, it's because I'm famous. How, however you get it, what yeah. do you care? No, that's true. <laughs> I actually look like uh, I'm trans. Like, I look like I'm in transition, but it went wrong. <laughs> In transition to human? Yeah. No, transition to woman. I do have a feminine <laughs> equality to me. Stop it. Yeah. 
I think I was meant to be a woman. But uh, here's a guy who wants to talk about trans. I'll talk trans all day. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Howard. Hey, Ed. Yeah, the, the tranny thing is just troubling to me because it's it's like a politically correct thing because we have to recognize the way they identify. But they're not. A man who turns, makes himself into a woman is not a woman. We're just well, I disagree. Like, Here's the thing, Ed. Take my DNA test. They're a woman. If you find them dead in a grave 100 years from now, scientists are going to say, oh, we found a woman in this grave. Look, here's my thing. Here's my thing. They identify. Yeah, here's my thing. They're not. And I swear to you, Ed, you got to let go of the anger. Who because, are you? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I, not because, <laughs> I'm just saying. No, but Ed, let me, tell, let, me, let me give you my philosophy. I heard yours. Okay. My philosophy is this. You get one life. You know what I mean? You're born. You get a life. And and if some guy goes, you know what, I feel like I'm in the wrong body and I want to be a woman, maybe I want to keep my cock and just chemically kind of, you know, keep it keep it small or something or grow some tits, whatever it is, it doesn't harm me, it doesn't hurt me. And in fact, I'm fascinated by it. And, I agree. Yeah, and I, I, just, I just know people have spent their lifetime trying to pick on these people. And it, it offends me whenever somebody gets bullied. I don't like it. I, I just I'm hate not, it. I'm not advocating that, but I'm just saying it's a ruse. They're not really what they are. Why don't we let... Well, if you're going to go by a DNA test, you're yeah. right. They have a male body. But yeah, so what? Who cares? Who gives a shit? But guess what else is a ruse? Society and, and uh, right. you know... Uh, A-list and all that bullshit we talk about, people. You're right. It's all a rude. That is a rude. Like you go, people go, well, they won't let us celebrate Christmas. Christmas is a ruse. Religion is a ruse. Everything we've set up is a ruse except for the fact that we have to eat and breathe air. When they cut you and test your DNA, they can't tell what fucking religion you were. Well, actually, they now can. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've watched the People's Choice Awards a little bit. You know, I fast forward through them because, you know, I like to see what everyone's up to. Uh, David Spade, as far as I could tell, was the only funny one there. Actually came out and was funny. How did he get there? (laughs) They made a mistake. I was shocked he even showed up. I don't know why he was there. But I guess now that he has his own TV show, it's probably wise for him to go Yeah, it's a good thing for him. But he came out. I forget what he did. Do the industry thing. He did a one-minute, two-minute bit, but it was funny. He's a funny fucking guy. I'm giving him him a, a bow, a kudos. That's what I'm giving him. Kudos, not about. Uh, and Robert Downey Jr. was classy again because he thanked Stan Lee, which really, that's the appropriate thing to do. Stan Lee's the guy who made no money off of this Marvel situation, invented all of those characters along with a team of writers he hired. And uh, Stan Lee, great fucking talented guy. Beautiful. Beautiful man. Got to talk to him a couple of okay, times. Okay, so if he had made the money, you shouldn't have to acknowledge Same, him? No, no, no. Of course he should be acknowledged. But it, it's a sad story, honestly. A lot of the comic book guys, you know, that that um, I think his name was Bob Kane. And yeah. I forget the other guy's name. Uh, the two guys who invented Batman. You know, they've died broke. It's pretty close to broke. Uh, from what I've read, I don't know every detail, but... I don't have their tax return, but it was pretty pathetic. And nobody mentions their names. No. So a lot of guys who were really creative, who created these characters that have lived on, got fucked over. Like so many uh, musicians who got fucked over by record companies 
It was uh, the Black Crows were talking about it yesterday. Those guys are beautiful. I love them. And they were talking about how many musicians, particularly uh, a lot of the early blues guys, got fucked over by record companies because they would they would they would be basically living out of their guitar case, and the executives from the record company would drive by in these big Cadillacs. And it was it was like, whoa, wait a second. How does this guy have a Cadillac? And I'm the guy who wrote the songs, and I don't have a fucking guitar that I can afford. I'm going to the hawk shop all the time. So, you know, there's so many injustices. You know, I was reading about this dopey guy who runs Uber. You talk about injustices. He's oh, yes, a, I saw that. Yeah, he's a dummy, you know, because, listen, I, I love Uber. I think it's great. I really, truly do. I, I love what it's done for people. Um, I feel bad for the ca- cab drivers here in New York who bought medallions, and now they are like bankrupt. They're worthless. They're yeah. worthless. But the Uber is really great for people. You, you know, if you're in the rain and you call a car, you, I mean, listen, I don't have to explain why Uber is great. We all know it is. But here's a guy running the company, and I guess they're trying to make inroads in Uber uh, to Saudi Arabia. It's a good market for them. Well, they're, uh, I think, a major investor. Yeah, in Uber. Is some kind of a Saudi company. So they ask the uh, guy. What about uh, Saudi Arabia, the guy who's running Uber? And he, he says something stupid like, you know, uh, with Khashoggi, I know what you're referring to, the Khashoggi, the, the Khashoggi. Journal, Khashoggi, the journalist who was murdered. Well, I, you know, I think Saudi Arabia really knows that was a mistake. You know, something like that. They made a mistake. They made a mistake. A mistake. And they said, took like, a guy. We made a mistake. A mistake is when like, oh, I cut my finger trying to, uh, you know, cut a bagel. That's a no, mistake. that's an accident. A mistake is I was trying to do something and it turned into something else. Right. No, they were actually trying to kill him. That they, was not a mistake. They did, no, they actually accomplished everything they wanted to. They took yeah, a guy who was yeah, living. Yeah, they were planning to kill him. They took a journalist who criticized Saudi Arabia like anybody even knew this guy. And uh, they were offended. They lured him into an embassy. He was living here in America. They lured him overseas into an embassy because he wanted to get married. And they murdered him. And uh, this guy from Uber is like, well, I think, you know, they, they, they know they made a mistake. No, it was like, it's almost like that was a mistake. And all, they know it. Yeah. No, that's not enough. That ain't enough of a punishment. You know, these injustices, it's really weird to me that a guy who killed someone, a country, you know, but you, you know who did they, this prince. So he was the one who ordered it and he got away with it. He just, he just got away with it. It's just like, okay, well, let's move on to the next thing. Like, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that Trump hasn't gotten any blowback. He just had to pay $2 million fine for, for that charity thing. Yeah. And, and like, that to me is a bigger story than what they're trying to impeach him for. But it's all, it all depends on what the media thinks you want to hear. They're not leading you anywhere. They're trying to figure out what you want to hear yeah, maybe and will stay it. tuned in for. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you're going to bust Trump's balls, if you're a, a person who wants to see Trump step down from the presidency or be thrown out of the presidency, how about the president of the United States fucked up with the charity? You know, there were false claims there. What was the actual charge? Well, what about what about the university that wasn't real? I know. There's <laughs> a lot that? of stuff. Yeah. But they, it doesn't, it just all doesn't compute for me. I mean, it just doesn't compute. It's weird shit going on. 
I saw another guy is going to get into the race late. Uh, a governor from Massachusetts is contemplating yeah. uh, getting in. And uh, what you know. what is this? Now it's looking like okay, we don't like the people who are yeah. running. Well, uh, yeah. let's get in another group. Hey, more the merrier, I guess. I I like Bloomberg, so I'm not upset that he got in late. I'm a big fan. We'll see what but happens. How ca- he's doing. Something very strange. He's skipping a bunch of the early primaries and going straight to a Super Tuesday or something. Yeah. Well, and I remember that when uh, usually doesn't that work. doesn't work well. I remember when Rudy Giuliani was running yeah. for a president. He did the same kind of move. He actually contemplated waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for Super Tuesday, and it didn't work out. And it was a shame because I mean, uh, at the time, you, you know, I, I was a big Rudy fan, and I was like, well, why are they doing that? What's happening? Uh, I didn't understand it. Like I, yeah, it I seemed say, bizarre then. Yeah, you got to go all in. Hey, Sean. Sean in Michigan. Oh. What up? Well, hello there. Hello to everybody there. Happy and, holidays. Uh, hey, hello there, hey, Howard. You're awesome, dude. Robin, cool. And hey, I got a question. I, if you don't mind backing up a little bit to the Mrs. Fletcher show. Hey, how do they get ratings? How do, do they like send signals and know that people are watching specific or listening? Yeah, you know what I mean. I, yeah. I, I hope I'm not wasting your time. You're not wasting my time. The way they the that. way they get TV ratings is they have a be- actual meter. They read what you're watching and really the only th- and then you also still I think to this day have to fill out a diary in addition because the big fear is what if you leave your TV on? How do they know what you're mean, actually what watching mean a it? Diary like a census. Well, where you a diary means where you would write down also what you watched. In other words, so, let's say so they put a meter on your people. Let's say they put a meter on your TV, and okay. you're watching TV and you fall asleep, and so then the meter's saying, "Well, you watched uh, all sure. these shows that you really didn't watch." So I think they ask sure. you to do both. I don't know if that's still the same methodology, huh. but that's what it was in the old days. And in radio, same thing. It used to be. Um, it only was. Um, you, you write a diary. Oh, I listened to Howard Stern for an hour. I listened to, uh, you know, music for an hour. And this was the station, country, whatever. Uh, and then that became uh, somewhat ineffective because people, people aren't real good at writing down what they listen to. And some right. people were ashamed to write down what they listened right. to. Like we, we always, we were number one, but they, they estimated that there was about two to three percent of the audience. That listened to us, it was too ashamed. You know, the type that would write down, I listen to National Public Radio because they want to seem intellectual. Right. Uh, and they That's wouldn't. So, so then they came up with a meter for radio. but That did it automatically. That did it automatically. So they asked huh. you to keep a diary. And they asked you, to, you know, there's all kinds of methodology. And none of it's perfect. But uh, it's yeah, the best they can do. Yeah, because even, I think so they, they hear something do they, now. Do they pick a specific amount of people to take this? Yeah. Like, it's a very small really? amount. Okay. And, and they, it's a sample. It's a so science. Yeah, it's a science. The same way they do a sampling and tell you who's okay. winning the election or something like that. Happy holidays, you guys. I'm Later. fucking headed to work. I might lose you anytime. So I just wanted to say thanks for fucking taking my call. You guys are dense. What are we? Dan- dense? I don't know. I missed that. I'm dense. Word. Dense? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but sometimes they have people in radio now wearing something because, you know, they'll be, um, it's a cock ring. 
airing <laughs> radio through a mall or a, yeah. Or a yeah, and it picks up what you're listening to. Yeah, that's right. And it picks up that you're you're now listening to that. Yeah. Hey, Andrea. Hello. Hello. How are you? How are you? I'm good. How are you, Stern? <laughs> Stern? Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. Who are we talking to? <laughs> what? I am. I am Andrea. I am. I'm transitioning from a man to a woman. Oh. Oh. I heard you guys talking about trans, and I, I just I love when you guys talk about stuff like that. It just really I'm really appreciated. Thank you. Are you working on that voice thing? Because at first you sounded uh, yeah. First, yeah, I know it's a little it's a little bad. That's not so terrible. It's just that. How old are you? Um, I am twenty five. Okay. Yeah. At first, I thought you were like doing a character voice. I thought he was AI, actually. No. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know, but now you sound now you sound fine. So, where are you in the yes. transition? Well, I'm getting a surgery next month, actually, when I'm going to get a vagina. Oh, nice. Come in and show it to yeah. us. Vagina pussy. I want to see where they're at, state of the art, because pussy. I'm sure they've improved the operation. I used to see trans vagina uh, early on when they first did the first couple of uh, operations. And um, yeah, I got to figure they've gotten better. Yeah, it's crazy how they can turn, oh, it's crazy how they can turn it, like a penis into a vagina, you know? Yeah, it's awesome. But that's why it's got to stay in the same place, Howard. How are they going to get it where it... Why can't they make He's a new a woman? Why can't they make a new opening? Well, they, yeah, oh, know, you right? think take the penis off completely? Like, why, yeah. Yeah. Why can't they just make your like asshole bigger? You know? No. Asshole bigger. They got to drop the <laughs> vagina. Yeah, take, your, take your take your penis off and then make your asshole just humongous. You know? Well, you know when you see a uh, a woman a, a woman who was born a woman, the asshole and the vagina are very close by. I've seen guys... Sometimes the guys make a mistake. Yeah, and then when you see a trans vagina, I found it was a little too high up. It was way far away. So I'm calling on the the medical community to drop that vag about an inch or so. You know what what we need is is somebody to explain how they do the operation. Because I don't think they take the penis off. Yeah, well, they're nervous that you won't be able to have an orgasm. See, the trick with making a, a penis into a vagina is they take the head of your dick and they turn it into a clitoris. But they also use part of the tissue of something to make the vagina. Yeah. Andrea doesn't sound like she knows too much about it anyway. No, not a lot yet. The doctor hasn't really described a lot, but I'm actually very interested in what they'll do. You got tits Uh-oh, yet? Oh, that voice is dropping rapidly. I'm very interested. Really I work on that. I'm very interested in what they're going to do. <laughs> I don't really know the particulars of the whole situation. <laughs> wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. I got to leave. My boyfriend's calling me. I All love right. you guys. Take care, huh? man. Good I luck with you that. You got tits yet? Of course, I got tits. Nice. How big? Titties. Pepperoni nipples. They're size G. Gee, wow. Gee. All right. Well, you are quite the woman. Here's uh Yeah, you always get the tits. She rattles. Hello. Hello. It's natural. It's natural. 
T-A-B-B-O-O, one calorie taboo. I've got a big smile and a hairy butt, and I got one thing that they don't got. It's natural. For me, it's natural, G. Yo, yo, see, for me, two hot pussies bumping in the night. There's not even a single guy in sight. They're dykes. It's what they like. For them, it's natural. It's natural, see. Fight homophobia, honey. Oh, honey. Oh, hello. Hello. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to convince Fred to get rid of his dick. <laughs> I haven't it. perfected it yet. <laughs> Has he gotten the breast yet? Uh, he's got, he's got like an A cup. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not pepperoni nips. What I do is I stretch his tits every night. Doesn't work. <laughs> yes, Andrea, you say you're transitioning as well. You're another Andrea. Hello. Yes. Hi. Hi, I was going to coach her on her voice. I, oh. I didn't think it was quite up to snuff, you know. Yeah, you you uh, you've got the voice thing down, huh, Andrea? Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to sound like a woman as well as look like a woman. It's a full package deal, right? And you yeah. have the voice down. You sound exactly like a woman. Yeah, hang on, I do vocal exercises. You want to hear one? Yeah, teach us how to become a woman okay. voice. Well, you have to open your voice first to get it high. Here I go. Old man river, old man river, he don't see nothing but old man river, he just keeps it alone. Perfect, now let me hear your woman voice. Yeah, and see, like, now my voice is all loosened up, and I sound just like a jazz. Thank you for that lesson. And for anybody who's transitioning, uh, I think that's a a good tip. You're going to have to sing Old Man River. What is that, sir? I mean, (laughs) ma'am. Jesus Christ. I heard you'd get a hand job from a trans person. Yes, absolutely. All right, well, hang on. Here's another one. Ready? Go ahead. The parents over the mountains. Old Man River, that old man river. He must know something. He don't say nothing. That old man river. He just keeps rolling along. You and me, we sweat and slave. Body all wrecked and wrecked with pain. Lift that bale, tote that budge. You get a little drunk and you land in jail. I get weary, I'm sick <laughs> of gets trying. I'm tired of living, I'm tired of trying. That old man river, he just keeps rolling. It's so steamy. Man, my old man really got into it. Yeah, talk about full commitment. Yeah. <laughs> That's where us Stearns really commit. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I hear. <laughs> <laughs> He just gets weird. What is it? He, he, I get weary. He gets I, weary and I, sick of trying. I get weary and try. Tired and of trying. Sick of trying. Sick of trying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Mike. Oh, Mike in Maine. Yeah. Bubba's boyfriend. Go ahead. Good morning, Howard. Hey, Howard. Uh, I mean, I was really surprised when you said it's Chris and Rich Robinson yesterday. Well, it was fucking amazing. They sounded. Probably better than ever. I can't believe those two guys got together 
I never would have thought they could get it together. They, I mean, genuine hate. I mean, Chris was on. We hadn't seen uh, Rich in a long, long time. And Chris, uh, you know, we saw him two years ago. He was like, I'm never getting in a room with my brother. I don't give a fuck what happens. But all right, we've look. been we've been having those guys on the show since they started. Yeah. Well, anyway, they're doing the show. And I got to tell you, I thought they sounded great yesterday. Got a lot of email, too. Everyone enjoyed hearing the guys. Uh, their story is endlessly fascinating. I And I said to you yesterday, and I meant it. Hurry up and get your tickets for their tour because uh, I'm sure they'll break up. You never up. know. <laughs> they did a show last night. They probably broke up after the show. <laughs> I mean, who knows? I mean, those guys just fight. Uh, but uh, I thought they sounded great. The music sounded great yesterday. And, and you know, kudos again to our engineers. So many they musicians. They do a great job. Yeah. They do a great job. So many musicians have come in and said, do you guys, uh, does anyone ever record in here? They, they, they love the mix in here. It's very hard, by the way, on the radio to uh put a band that size they had a huge band and uh, you know with a full drum kit and to get that kind of mix so they do such a great job i mean i loved it and i thought chris's voice sounded great mm-hmm. like he said he's 53 years old he still sounds good Place, yeah, oh I was nervous for him during this. I was like, I get so nervous for guitar players. What if they fuck up? But he's got it down. That's just Rich playing that. She never mentions the word addiction in certain company. Yes, she tells. She's an orphan After you meet her family Oh, yeah Beautiful, just, just magnificent So much fun to watch Really, I think it's a show worth going to Fred, come over here with your new vagina. <laughs> I didn't mean to out you. But Sorry. No. She paints her eyes as black as night now. She pulls her shades down tight. Let's see. Uh, Howard, I'm listening... I'm listening to the Black Crows and almost wrecked my car. I get a lot of those, people wrecking their cars. I'm driving in the rain and rocking out. I did not expect this. I've got the chills. Chris and Rich are badass brothers. I'm excited to hear the Robinson brothers together again. I'm glad they were able to pull their differences aside. Thanks, Howard, for having the legendary Black Crows today. Feels good to hear those guys rocking. The Black Crows playing She Talks to Angels today was incredible after all these years. 
That song is still amazing. Yeah, just tons of people digging it. Very good. And I was yeah, excited. Yeah, if they'll be back in the area. I saw them years ago, not too long ago, but a few years ago in a double bill with Lenny Kravitz. I um I I mean you can go on their website they have the, the whole schedule there and it was really fun watching them I got to tell you it's nothing better than watching a live rock band actually playing and singing and uh, I I I just enjoy their performance and I also I'm you know getting to know Chris a little bit I, I'm so fond of that guy on the air because he's such a natural and he doesn't seem to be too guarded although yesterday I'm sure he had to mind his p's and q's with his brother sitting there well I think that's part of the yeah. problem he's not too guarded <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, he's growing up and learning how to, like, keep a relationship going with his brother. Right. Uh, Josh, you're on the air in Tennessee. Hey, Howard. Great to talk to you, man. Uh, just wanted to compliment you guys on the uh, the live uh, mixing you guys have for the live performances. I mean, it's it's better than anywhere you can hear on TV or radio. The, the sound quality is phenomenal. And I was curious, when a band is performing live in the studio, do you listen through your headphones, or do you take your headphones out and listen to the the sound coming, you know, from the amps right in front of you? Or but uh, with most uh, performances, I'm talking about a rock band. Uh, it is so loud in here. I was telling a friend of mine this yesterday. I said it's. I said it's so loud in here that I have no. I couldn't hear Chris at all. In other words, I'm hearing just the the band, the sheer volume of the band. Now I know why so many of these musicians lose their hearing, uh, because it was so forceful and loud. Uh, I don't hear the mix till I listen to the playback. Uh, I can't tell what's going on, but it is so much fun to watch them play. I can't even begin to tell you. I, uh, I feel so fortunate that in my career I get to sit in a room this close to legendary bands like the Black Crows and watch them play. It is such an experience. That's why I say the fact that these guys are going out on a on a rather small tour, they're not playing, you know, big giant stadiums. You can really have a great experience by uh, sitting that close and hearing the music. Those guys you know, are really we talented. Get that, we get that uh, experience that they got when they stood behind uh, Keith's amps while yeah. the Rolling Stones played. That's what we get to do. And by the way, um, Chris Robinson really is probably one of the greatest front men I've ever seen. I'm talking oh, about yeah. he's a showman. He really just engages you. He knows what he's doing. Uh, the guy's had so much experience. He's just a fascinating guy. And so, uh, I, you know, look, I I, um, I was really honored that they decided to make this announcement on this show. And, uh, you know, what can I say? It was an exciting morning. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much, Howard. Love Later. you guys. Rob and Fred, you guys are all amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks. I, You know, you brought it out yesterday that your partner uh is your brother yeah you know like you you're probably going to grow up to be a musician and you're going to need somebody to help you write songs and your mother has another child right and that's the person yeah i mean isn't that amazing <laughs> like it's crazy like like when i was interviewing billy eilish and her brother i'm like what are yeah. the odds that you have two talented musicians in your family who are good enough to put that all together uh billy eilish loves her brother but, Absolutely. But you see, in that relationship, the brother does acquiesce and says, hey, I'm cool with Billy calling the shots and letting her be the star. 
Uh, and I think that's the same thing that Rich has always done. Yeah. I figured out early. I'm not a good front man. Yeah. So I don't know what the... Why can Billie Eilish get along with her brother? And, and, and those Rich, two. Yeah. And Rich and Chris can maybe... I don't know. <laughs> I fucking don't know. <laughs> I would it's think the same it would be, with the Gallagher brothers. It's like mind-boggling. I know. Because as a guy who has like... I love musicians. If I could just interview musicians all day, I'd be very happy in my career. I love hearing about their process. I love hearing about the music. I love hearing the stories of On the Road. It's a home run for me. I mean, I'm completely engaged. I imagine what it's like for, for guys who are into football to interview a football player or something. So I just love to hear from musicians and their whole process, and I love their whole, their whole thing. How'd you put together this lyric? It's endlessly fascinating. And then when you talk to them, there's so few of them that make it. There's so many talented musicians out there, but only a few really break through and are able to write great songs. And so you'd think, like, oh, my God, we hit the home run. I'll find any way possible to get along with my you brother. Think you'd be in love with that person. Yeah. Look at what we can do. And even if you're not, let's say your brother's a jack off. Okay. <laughs> I'll just kind of like, I'll just, I know how to play this so that we can get in the room and write music together. And the rest of the time, I'll be separate from him. You know what I mean? I'll That's go get right. my own place. I'll take a big break. Yeah. I'll marry Kate Hudson. I'll do whatever the fuck I want to do <laughs> with all my money and all my success and all my rock stardom. But uh, for some reason, these guys just fucking go berserk. It's and, and that's what's endlessly fascinating to me about the Robinson brothers. I can't wrap my brain around that they can't figure out a way to sit in the same room together. And not only that, that the fights are knocked down, drag <sighs> out fights. Oh, my God. Like, like punching, oh kicking. My, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jim in Massachusetts. What's up? A uh, long-time listener, uh, over 30 years. Um, just a real quick question. I started doing the Mesmucil, um uh, cookies, and it's been working great. They, I noticed they come in two in a pack. Do, um, right. do you take just the one in, or um, do you take them both? Let me tell you what I'm up to with my Metamucil. By the way, I want to thank this company. They're not a sponsor of mine. I say this purely... And they haven't jumped on board, even with all no, your talking. They don't need to. I used to do the powder, and I didn't like it. Yeah, fuck the powder. I haven't even tried. I have the powder at home. I haven't tried it because I love their crackers so much. Metamucil apple crisp crackers are so tasty. Yeah, now, I, I used to see commercials for this Metamucil. It's for old fuckers. <laughs> you're, if you're old as fuck, you take Metamucil. I saw it. They'd have a pic, They'd have a video of a fucking old person sitting there rattling on about how you know they need more fiber. I didn't even know what the fuck yeah, they were well, talking about. What I love about those commercials is they won't say it's for old people. You just get some old, old people. Right. To talk about. They don't say it, but you know what's happening. <laughs> it's like their bodies don't even work. It's all about. <laughs> well, I went for the. I told this story already, but I'll tell it again just to help you out here, Jim. I went for my uh, colonoscopy, and afterwards I was talking to my buddy, Dr. Agus, who said, You need more fiber in your diet because you, you got these little. Uh, you got little uh, pockets in your colon or something, and uh, you don't want to. You don't want to get these pockets full of shit. You don't need pockets full of uh, colon. Yeah, and then what it means is you're pushing so hard, your duties are too hard. And 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 he's right because my duties were small and hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you like rabbit uh, pellets? Like yeah, yeah. It was just weird duties. <laughs> they weren't. They weren't. They weren't the duties I remember from my youth. Okay. And uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, Jim, I gotta hang up on you. You're mumbling under oh, me. I don't. Yeah, you're making I'm me sorry, very nervous. Excited. Just all excited. Sorry. All right, take it easy here. We can have a conversation, but you can't mumble. Sorry. 
You sound like JD. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking. <laughs> anyway, when Dr. Egg has said to me, you know what you ought to do? You need more fiber in your diet. Take Metamucil. I was like, what? I don't need, I don't, you know, I'm against. Look at me. I'm not an old guy. Yeah, look at me. I, I still, my hair is dark. <laughs> I don't have gray hair. I mean, I got gray in there, but it's mostly the illusion that I have dark hair. And my bush is fully dark, ladies. You know. Really? Not yeah. one speck. Mm-mm. <laughs> and my beard is gray, pretty much, but no. That's I, funny. I've got dark hair on my head. I'm like a Kenny Rogers or something. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he had a very dark bush. But uh, anyhow, you have any gray in your bush, Robin? Who? Oh, you shave. You don't even have a bush, right? Right. Good for you. Fred shaves completely, but I make him. So we don't know what color his bush is. That's a mystery. Right. <laughs> I shave him. Mystery bush. Uh, do you have a gray bush? I, I, guarantee, I, I would almost bet the farm on it, Fred, you have a gray you bush. You know what? You'd lose. This is the one thing that I, the one place that's worthless to have no gray hair. That's where it's no yeah, gray Because you have hair. a full really? head of gray yeah. hair. Gray, white, whatever it is. Yeah. Beard, and same thing. And you claim your bush is dark. It's dark, and I don't understand it. Hmm. Did you ever color your hair? Who, me? Yeah. No, have not thought about you it. You just and let every, it happen. And then every time I say I was going to do it, people would talk me out of it. Saying no, it you look, look good, look ridiculous. Yeah. You look fine. It looks okay. So, uh... Love it. Love the, love the cookies. The cinnamon, uh, I always was able to get the cinnamon. But you had the apple, and there's also chocolate, right? Well, wait. <laughs> let me finish my story. So, the, the <laughs> Dr. Agus said to me, you got to get more fiber. Get, get the Metamucil. So, uh, like you, I was confused when I got it. The packs come with two cookies in them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, but, uh, he, he recommended that I just eat the two cookies. And what I do is every morning I have yogurt, berries, and I take my Metamucil and I break it up into little pieces. And I put it in the yogurt. And I swear it tastes like apple pie. And my what duty, kind of yogurt? You're not telling people. Um, plain yogurt, no, no flavoring, like, nothing. That's the full yeah. recipe. Yeah, yeah. You don't need the Metamucil now. You, you don't need flavorful yogurt. I don't want to miss out on my Metamucil. <laughs> and my duties are so fluffy and big, it's crazy. I look at every one of them like, wow, look what's going on. And then I go, Metamucil, you've done it again. I actually say it out loud because I talk to myself when I go to the bathroom. And these duties, they're, they're works of art. I really want to take pictures of them and show them to Robin. Now you need your Toto toilet to play music. No. So that when no. you're looking, it, no. it has the right music. Music? That's serious business. You know, I don't take anything in with me. No reading matter. <laughs> nothing. I want to feel... Everything that's happening. And now I don't push or strain. What? Yeah, okay. Okay, I got, I got to hang up on you. You're making me nervous. Listen on the air. Don't talk. I feel like my duty should be in a museum. Well, that's why I'm saying they, I'm not saying you listen to music while. No. I'm saying when you turn to, to see what you've done. Right. There be a musical intro. I don't like what you're saying. <laughs> I don't even understand it. But look, uh, it's serious business with me, Robin. 
Right. You know, I'm producing the Mona Lisa of duties, and you're, <laughs> and you're over there making jokes. <laughs> but anyway, I love it, and uh, I do recommend it for uh, for people who need more fiber in their diet. And you know? that's everyone. We don't get enough fiber. Yeah, it's good. Big, um, thank you. Thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> James, go ahead in California. Howard, I was just have a question about yesterday's Black Crows interview. They said that one of the songs they're going to do was in open E. Yeah. And I was wondering if you could explain what that is. And I'll hang up and listen. Well, the open E, when the Black Crows say they started to work in open E, you can tune your guitar so that when you strum it without putting your fingers on any of the frets, you're playing an E chord. And it actually makes it easier to play. You get a whole bunch. You can uh, Leslie West uses Open D a lot, right, Fred? I think he yeah. does because I asked him once when I was really into guitar, and he said Open D, and it, it's kind of great. Don't you think it makes it easier to play the guitar? It's when you're... not only easier; it's just different voicings for people who are like uh, musical geeks. Voicings are, are the different notes that you wouldn't get if you played it in regular tuning. It yeah. just opens everything up. Keith Richard uses it a lot, right? It's uh, that's why you'll see sometimes in a concert these guys. We'll be switching guitars. guitars. Yeah, yeah. It, it, they're not doing it for their health. They just—they've already pre-tuned the guitar. Or slide players do the same thing. They tune it to a chord because it's easier to play slide that way. Right. So that's my best explanation. Well, it's like a harmonica. Harmonicas come with that in different keys, right? Yep. Yes. I love what you know. What I watched last night. No one would watch this. I'm on. I love the internet because I'm watching um, the drummer from the Foo Fighters, Taylor Hawkins. Uh, Taylor Hawkins. If you Google this, you can see it. Now, I, I don't know why I'm so fascinated by this. This British guy is interviewing Taylor Hawkins, and Taylor is talking about how he played the drums, how he learned, and he's sitting at a drum kit, and he's talking about how he learned the drums. And the way he learned the drums, he didn't take any lessons. He just listened to records and played along with records, and he he explains it exactly. It is literally a master class on how to become a drummer. And as he explains, not everyone can become a drummer. You got to be able to hold the beat, but there are certain people who can do this. And wow, it is so great. But I would think that most people would be bored to tears. I don't know why I have this endless fascination with drummers and, and not drummers, but with musicians and their process. Well, I think musicians have a superpower. Yep. And that's what's fascinating about it. Yep. The closest I come to it is with painting. I, um, to create something out of nothing and to evoke an emotional response would be the, the greatest feeling as a painter. So I imagine that's what musicians feel. But whatever. Hey, what up, Ray? Hey, now. Hey, now. All right, Howard, I got to lay this down hey for now. you. So I watched, I watched all of your appearances on TV. I thought they were absolutely fantastic. Okay. Perfect. I love the way, you know, you, you always put yourself down with the way you look. I think you look really good. I like the scruff. Um, I, the only thing I have to comment on is when I saw you, the neck, your neck seems to be a little saggy in yes. some of those. Uh, well, anything you could do with that? Nah, what do you mean do? What am I going to get, plastic surgery? I mean, look, it's happening. I, You know, it's sad for me to say this, and there's going to come a day where I'm going to have to say to my audience, my loyal, wonderful audience, your your buddy Howard's aging out. I mean, we can see it now. You're right. I can't argue with you. I don't look good. 
I You're not going to go no, to the you do look good. How are you doing? No, no. Good. Listen, listen, Ray. We got to come. We got to come to. Uh, we got to have an. Uh, we got to have an adult oh, conversation come to about Jesus me. moment. Yeah, yeah, we got to have a come to Jesus moment. <laughs> this party we've been having for for some of us, forty years or thirty Jesus. years. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> it's going to come to an end at some point because your buddy's aging out. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I see oh, it too. Man. I saw the saggy neck. I said to my wife, I look horrible. She goes, no, no, you look good. Listen, she's she's a kind person. She's an angel. But uh, I see what's happening. But there's no reason to step off stage because you have a saggy neck. Well, there's going to come a time. There's going to come a time. I'm just saying that a lot of people, you know, like that's why Greta Garbo went into hiding, you know, once her face fell a well, little bit. She was me, like, I don't want people looking at me anymore. Well, look, it's not so. Listen, I've had people give me strange looks my whole life. because <laughs> So that's not the issue. Even if I look like shit, I've been looking like shit my whole life. So that's not the issue for me. But what I'm attempting to do, Ray, is beat the odds. I, um, I'm thin. I try to work out. I'm trying to stay in the game. You know, it's something that, um, Taylor Hawkins was saying in this drumming, uh, conversation. He said, in order to be a rock drummer, he goes, when you're in your twenties, you don't even think about it. But he said, now that he's in his forties, He's got to really go to bed early. He's got to really be disciplined. He says, doing a three-hour rock show and hitting those drums hard, you got to be in shape. And I'm going to tell you the truth. For anyone who does a radio show uh, where where you're you're entertaining the public, no, you're not just playing records. You got to stay in shape if you're going to be my age and keep doing it. You know. Well, you saw last week I talked myself out of a voice. Yeah, it's hard to talk for this many hours. Yeah. So I'm doing everything I can to keep the party going, right? All right, well, one last question. But the now, saggy thing. The black, the black clothes. Yes. The black clothes all the time. What's with the black clothes all the time? I like the way I look in black. Everything in my wardrobe pretty much is black. When I see something blue or even uh, like a light color, I say to Ralph, throw that out. Well, I see you're wearing a gray shirt today. Yeah, a gray shirt, but I have a black jacket over it. You see, Robin? Even a little heathering. I see what's going on here. A heathering. <laughs> what is that? That's where the black, the gray is not solid gray. Oh yeah, you can see some. Um, you can see through it a little bit. Is that what well, you're saying? not see through. But there's more than one color there. You know, it's yeah. not just a solid gray. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wasn't wearing this sweater for a while, but now that I lost a little weight, my belly was starting to show through. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm listen. I'm paying. So you can a, get back into that sweater, Ray. You're not wrong. I a Thank you for the compliment that I look okay, but I'm no beauty. I, I don't feel good about the way I look. That's why you see me less and less on TV. That's why even on the app, sometimes I'm hiding behind the microphone. The camera's trying to find me, and I hide from it. You know how actresses try to find the camera? They're camera hogs. I, I'm the, the opposite. light. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I look for wherever the light isn't. People say, have you found your light? I go, no, I'm avoiding my light. I see where it is. My light, my best light is dark. Right. But I am, um, you're right. I, I, I know what you're talking about. And Ray, that's, that's the bottom line. That's what's going on with me. Thank okay? you for bringing it up. Thanks Ray. for bringing it up and bumming me out. You Goodbye. Got it. Yeah. Well, thanks yeah. for all the good years, Howard. Appreciate you bet, it. buddy. Fucking I was guy. looking at President Carter. You know, Carter's back in the hospital. Yeah. I think this might be, a, every time you think President mm -hmm. Carter is out, guy comes bouncing back. But this might be it. I don't think so. You can't count a person out. You never know when your number's up. But uh, he talks much more slowly than he did yeah. 
a few years back. Guy's 95. And, yeah, he keeps falling. Like, yeah. you know, he's had like six falls. I know, like my dad's 92. I'm always thinking, he always looks like he's going to topple over. But he doesn't. <laughs> he's and your dad's good. tall. That's oh a God. long way to go. I. It's crazy. When I'm around my dad now, it's like, I keep like trying to catch him. He, he, you know what I mean? Like you're I, always you're like when the, your baby starts to walk and you yeah. have your hands on either side. Yeah, and like he doesn't go down, but I'm always thinking he's going to go down. It's like I can't take it. No, my my dad. What did I say? Ninety two. My mom's ninety two. My dad's ninety six. Wow. Yeah. And like when he's walking around, I'm like, how the fuck is he walking? Boy, ninety six years old. Yeah, ninety six. And my mother's taking care of him, and she's 92. <laughs> and she goes, I need to stay. Believe me, I'm ready to go. She's been ready to go since she's about 30. <laughs> she's, like, always ready to go. She goes, I'm ready to go, but your father would take care of me, needs me. Sounds like she's had a great life. She's yeah. ready to go at 30. Yeah. Oh, my God. My mother used to always, my mother would, I would sit at the table, and she'd go, I'm going upstairs. I'm going to kill myself. And why was she killing herself? Because <laughs> she had a sore throat. I'm going to kill myself. I go, is she going to kill herself or is she bullshitting me? I mean, what is going on here? At the very least, I can say my parents weren't threatening to kill themselves all the time. I wish yeah. they would. <laughs> I know. you. No, but I was kind of like, well, don't bullshit me. If you're going to do it, just do it. Do it. Yeah, don't torture me with this. Like, I'm going to go upstairs. How about I go upstairs and kill myself so I don't have to hear this? Just do it. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Just do it. Stop was, talking about it. Yeah, yeah. It was a constant conversation. <laughs> oh. Just do it! She was very depressed. You know, she... My mother had a horrible life. And then on top of everything, her sister died young. And her sister, unlike the, the Robinson brothers, she adored her sister. Her sister was her whole world. They were born on the same day, a year apart to the day. Wow. A crazy thing. And they had no mother. So they were like... Her older sister was like her mother. They were mothers to each other. And then she died of hepatitis, my aunt. And that fucked me up. You were around them? Oh, yeah. It, it fucked me up because that's when my mother started saying she's running upstairs. Uh. You know, so I was like, oh, fuck. I got to go to school and I don't like it there either. But yeah, you I, had no place to hide. That's when I started doing drugs because uh, <laughs> it was a little bit of relief. <laughs> Well, that's what I would always say. I said, my safe place was school. You didn't even have that. I hated school. Jimmy Carter's on the phone, Robin. You mentioned him. He says he's yeah. feeling good, not to worry okay. about him. I hate he's going to talk to us from surgery? Yeah. President Carter. Hey, Robin. Ha, ha, ha. do whatever you can do. Yeah. Wow. So, I bet he was talking slower. I don't even, I couldn't make out one word. By the way, you know, I was not a fan of you as a president, but I got to tell you what you've done since you left office. You're a real humanitarian. I want a chance to say that to you. I can't Are you still building houses for poor people? Yeah. Well, what do they call that community? Uh, habitat. Yeah. Habitat house, he says. Yeah. All right, President Carter, thank you, and, and, and Hi, bless you. All right. Benji, come on down. Benji. He's playing 
What is going on there? <laughs> I guess he's singing. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't know. Uh, I didn't know I he hope sang. He's all right. That sounded like open E. <laughs> All right, I got to take a break. I've entered it up for about an hour. We're here. We're your friends. And, uh, oh, I should mention Jimmy Carter will be opening for the Black Crows on tour. Uh, is that right? <laughs> That's right. So he's he's in rehearsals. Right. That's what I think is happening. Yeah, that uh, charity of his, Habitat for Humanity, builds homes for people who don't have one. And he still goes to the sites and yeah. sometimes uh, works. Right. Hey, I tell you what I'm going to do. Let's have a little fun. I want to have fun today. I got depressed yesterday. Why? Uh, it was so sad. It was uh, the guy who gave me my first big radio job uh, died. Oh. And I was like, what the fuck? I didn't realize he was that old. I didn't know Has anything. You kept in touch? I have not kept in touch. I mean, I you know, we had him on the air a couple of times over the years. A guy named Donald J. Barnett. He was my pro 